Hello, everybody. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer. That is Jed May. That is Trent Smallwood down there below me. We talk all things Georgia football recruiting. It was a huge week. Shows presented by Auto Owners Insurance and Turner Woodensmith Insurance. We'll get all of that in a minute because. Guys, we got a little special uh, special guest for you here, somebody that you may have heard a little bit about uh, this past week. None other than Dylan Raiola joins us here. Uh, Dylan, uh, thanks for joining Rumors versus Facts once again, my man. Of course. Anytime. Loved my, my time last time, and, you know, happy to be back on. Oh, perfect. Hey, well, listen, had a little bit of a busy week, right? I mean, you you, you had some stuff going on. You had, had a few things you had to take care of, right? Yeah, I did. It was great. It was great. You know, it was, it was a fun thing to take care of, I would say. Absolutely. Well, we got to get the hard-hitting question right off the bat out of the way. Probably the most important thing. What was the best thing you ate on that visit down there? Uh, best thing, definitely Chuck's. Uh, right when I got in, we went to Chuck's. Um, and that place was awesome. You know, watched March Madness and uh, ate some really good food. So I don't think it gets any better than that. March Madness, man. Did you Who'd you pick in your bracket? I got Alabama. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> hey, that's not a bad. That's not a bad. Not a bad pick with the, the yeah, what they got. I stick with it. No doubt, no doubt. Um, I guess my second question for you, man, would be just kind of go through the timeline of that visit for people, because a lot of people, you know, never get to go on these kind of visits, especially these kind of visits that are kind of, you know, you're getting more into crunch time now. You're getting closer to official visits and all this kind of stuff. So, what was this one like in terms of how how it went, and then also, what stood out to you about this visit? Yeah, so, you know, we got there Friday about 5, um, you know, got to the hotel, uh, and, and then we went to Chuck's, and Coach Smart, Coach Bobo, Coach Gummy. We all met at Smart's, or not Smart's, uh, Chuck's, and we um, we enjoyed, enjoyed dinner, enjoyed spending time with each other, and, uh, you know, that was just overall a great way to start things off. And then, you know, Saturday – uh, we went to breakfast with Coach Gummy, um, and then after that, we went, you know, straight to meetings, team meeting, uh, quarterback meeting, back to the offensive meeting, back to the quarterback meeting, and then we had practice. Um, and you know, just just watching the practice was huge. Um, you know, I've been to one, and you know, you, you forget how how intense and how and how physical practice is. You know, being the first pad of practice, um, you know, just just watching Coach Smart coach and, you know, watching his players react to it, it's a – you know, you can't find that everywhere. Um, you know, I think Georgia is one of them places where, you you know, you can't – you can't make it up. You can't fake it. You know, Coach Smart's the same all the time. Um, and, you know, we, we my family had a great time on, on our visit. Absolutely. Jed, what you got, man? Yeah, you know, you talked about watching practice and mm-hmm. being in meetings, and obviously this is the first – time you've been out there since coach Bobo has taken over for coach Munkin as OC. So just from seeing him work with the guys on the practice field, in the meeting room, just what were your impressions with him of, of how he teaches the guys, coaches, the guys relates to him, um, all that kind of stuff with coach Bobo. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's coached a bunch of great quarterbacks um, and, you know, just, just watching him, uh, you know, watching him, you know, operate with his quarterbacks um, and, and, you know, just seeing his offense, um, you know, that was critical for us. And, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, get out there and see that. And, you know, uh, very impressive what we saw. Yeah, I know there was, you know, some more recruits on campus, uh, some guys that you talked to. How, how was the um, 
the interaction uh, with the recruits on the visit. And I know, you know, Ron Wingo uh, being there, I know you're close mm-hmm. to him, but uh, you know, how was the interaction with, with you and the recruits? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, you go to a place like Georgia, you get, you know, big time recruits at practice. Um, and, you know, just, just being able to, you know, meet those kind of guys, um, chat with them, um, you know, see how they're, how they're doing and, you know, in life, you know, set aside football, and you know, just really build a great relationship with the with the coaches, and um, you know, it was just it was Ryan Wingo's. You know, I've met him um, in the fall, and you know, he's just a great person. Uh, he's got great family, and you know, uh, I was excited to you know reconnect with him. Absolutely. So you know, where do you kind of you got to decompress from this kind of visit, right? But before right. you, before you all even got a chance to do, I wanted to give you opportunity to talk a little bit about, you got to go do something cool after uh, y'all drove up to, uh, I think South Carolina, the South Carolina, North Carolina border and saw a pastor that, you know, and stuff like that. So talk, yes. talk about that. That was, that'd be a cool little experience there. Yeah, that was, that was a bucket list thing for me and my family. Um, you know, I really do believe pastor Derwin was, you know, it was just meant to be that we meet at this time. Um, you know, we went to lunch and just hearing all the connections that we have. Um, and the crazy thing is we haven't met each other through all the connections that, you know, our families have together. Um, and I just think it was just God's timing working out perfectly that we meet him, you know, this time. Um, and, you know, you know, I would speak for my mom, especially her. She she couldn't wait, you know, to meet him. Uh, I think she was looking forward to that a lot. And, um, you know, just just really surrounding myself with godly people like that um, and, and just showing just showing me how, uh, you know, to, to use God's platform that he's given me. Um, I think that I would put that up there as, as probably one of the highlights of, of my trip. And that was Derwin, that was Derwin Gray, Gray, who you, I think he posted in a tweet. He played at BYU and also had some NFL going on, stuff like that. So, so y'all were throwing it around a little bit in the tweet, uh, tweet that he was sharing out. Yeah, he he was he wanted to show off his arm a little bit, and you know, hey, he still got it. He he can sling it around. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, uh, what were your thoughts on the hire of uh, Daryl? Uh, Daryl, man, I'm who's the Daryl Dickey? Daryl Dickey. I lost my train of thought. What were your thoughts on the hire of Daryl Dickey and Brandon Streeter uh, as analysts at Georgia? Sorry, I lost my uh, train of thought there. No, uh, you're good. Uh, you know, I. I'm, uh, you know, I knew those guys, they recruited me at, you know, their previous schools and, you know, it just goes to show how such a small world football is. And, you know, really just, just, uh, finally, you know, things coming full circle. Um, I really like both of them, you know, they, they know a lot of football and, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed, you know, to have them on staff along with coach Bobo and coach gummy. I mean, so what's what's kind of next in this in terms of timeline and, and things like that? You still got – I know you got a big visit this weekend. You, you're probably excited to go up there and, you know, see your uncle and, and, and see how things are going up there with Nebraska. But but what, what else is on the doc, on the docket this summer and uh, when are you going to be coming back to Athens? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to take things, you know, day by day, uh, week by week. Um, you know, really just just really preying on it. And, you know, trusting God through this whole process, I think it's going to be the most important thing. Um, you know, we're going to Nebraska this weekend. And then, uh, you know, we kind of, you know, we're, we're really trying to just figure out what's next. You know, like you said, we're, we're really praying about it, decompressing on everything. And, um, you know, no timetable for my commitment. I know I, that's, that's not what I want. 
Um, you know, I want it to be right. And, um, so, you know, I'm just, just praying, trusting God, you know, I have great people to mentor me like pastor Derwin, you know, a bunch of my pastors, um, out here in Arizona, Montel Jordan. Um, it's just, I'm just very fortunate to have these many people around me supporting me and pulling for me. Absolutely. It looks like you're at a baseball game. Yeah, uh, I am. I'm at my, uh, my brother's baseball game. I was out here in center field. <laughs> so, I mean, w- if you get on the mound, if you hopped on the mound, what are you throwing off the mound? Huh. Yeah, last time I hopped on the mound was about two years ago. I said I hit 89, so I, I'm pushing for 93. I mean, <laughs> are you still going to play baseball this year? No, I'm not. Okay. I, uh, no, I'm not. But you know, no offense to those baseball players because I know how hard it is to throw that much that much gas. So you know, I could be mistaken on, on how hard I could throw. Well, hey, if you hit 89 as an eighth grader or, or, you know, ninth grader back then, man, you'd be you'd be up there. You'd be up there as much as you guys had going on strength wise. I guess what was maybe the last question for for us? And uh, I know you got got to go watch your brother play baseball there. What what was maybe something that was the most unexpected moment of your of your visit to Athens? Because you've been there so many times. What's something that happened that you're just like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't really, I didn't really see that that part coming. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, going back there for the first time, you know, since uh, since Chandler has has been our host, I would say yep. that was probably the <clears throat> the hardest the hardest thing for me. Um, you know, that was that was definitely something to take in um getting used to a little bit but you know i felt you know like it was a family there and they kind of you know um you know welcomed me and and we we kind of all talked about it and and uh so you know i think that was something that was a little strange um you know her being my host for all five times i've been there um you know i would say that's that was the most difficult thing but um you know i i know she was uh she was up up top, you know, excited and, and uh, you know, she was glad that I was back on campus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, we know that 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 was a big deal f- uh, for your guys family personally in terms of uh, the, the relationship you had with her. So, you know, continued, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers and healing on all that, man. But we we are so thankful that you, uh, you know, joined us here on mm-hmm. UJ Sports Rumors versus Facts. And, uh, you know, I think there I think you and I were talking before you said there's a pretty big weekend lined up uh june 2nd through 4th it's looking it's looking pretty big yeah. so yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll probably talk to you maybe around that time yeah yeah they're they're saying something up. i'm not sure but yeah, yeah. No, thank you guys for having me and uh you know uh you guys enjoy the rest of your night and go dogs absolutely thanks dylan we'll see you later man of course all right so there we go with dylan riola who joined us here um so they, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. What was your guys' takeaway from that interview? First of all, it was great to have Dylan on to kind of get his uh, firsthand account of the visit. That's not something really, you know, kind of guy, kind of kind of given so far. So pretty pretty good that he come on with us. But what do you guys think? I was actually most intrigued by um, by what he said there at the end. I mean, we we had him on. Uh, right after the the accident that took the lives of of Chandler Lacroix and Devin Willick, and he spoke about how much 
Chandler meant to him and has hosted him so many times. And I think it's interesting to hear that he, and, and he didn't say exactly who, but he and members of the staff, you know, talked about it and expressed their feelings. And, you know, you, we, we talk about relationships and, and all that kind of stuff to, to see the, I mean, obviously Dylan Raiola is a guy that, that this staff has been recruiting hard for a long time, but to see that kind of, um, I don't know, personal approach or, or whatever to kind of help a young man, because I'm sure you felt a lot of things, right? When you get there and, you know, they pull up to pick you up in a car and it's not Chandler or you go by Bones and it's not Chandler, right? Um, to hear that they um, helped him kind of process some of that stuff while he was there and not just kind of pushing that to the sides. Okay, forget it. This is why you should come to Georgia. Um, I was I was really, um, you know, intrigued to hear that. Trent? Yeah, I mean, just just getting the number one player, or you know, he might not be number one. But, you know, five star on on the show uh, um, twice now um, is remarkable, and and what continues to, I mean, just go through my mind is just how mature of a kid he is at this stage in his life. I mean, I I, mean, I look back at, I mean, me as a as a you know rising whatever senior or you know, junior in high school and, and and looking back and i just you don't you don't see that maturity much and and you know he he's he's got you know as as, as your mother would say all his ducks in a row but he uh yeah. but, but he but he has everything straight now like he, he knows what he's looking for um you, you know the family and we've always, always talked about you know the family's gonna do their research but you kind of you kind of saw right there is kind of going in depth of the research that they're actually doing. Um, uh, you know, the, how this trip was planned out with, with the church, the following day and being able to meet a pastor that they've been wanting to, to meet. So it, it's it, just, just the maturity of him uh, continues to stand out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, uh, this is a young man who, you know, just kind of getting to know him a little bit. His faith is definitely very, very important to him. And then, you know, they, this is a deal where they knew going into this, the whole Raiola family, and this time the uh, Dylan's mother came with them. Um, they knew what Georgia was kind of all about, right? It, the only kind of difference was, okay, it was Todd Munkin calling the plays for the last few years. Then they, they got to see Mike Bobo, and he talked about that. Hey, listen, Mike Bobo has been recruiting Dylan Raiola since September, okay, since September of this this, this past year. There's there there's not been any any question about that. He's made kind of the connection then, and I think that you know, guys, he may not have known full out that he was going to go, but I think Todd Munkin kind of was preparing everybody throughout those press conferences and all that stuff, slipping Mike Bobo's name into into the press conference after the SEC championship game, saying, "Hey, the first two touchdowns, Mike Bobo came up with those plays," you know, like like that kind of that kind of stuff. Because I think he kind of knew he wanted to try the NFL waters again. But Georgia has been very systematic with how they've kind of rolled over that recruitment and introduced Bobo to him. And they got to spend time with Mike Bobo. So I think that was a just a mainly the main difference here because Dylan and the entire Raula family, they know what Georgia's about. And I think that was just important of kind of seeing Bobo running things at practice, running meetings, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I think getting to spend time around the coaches and the coaches' families with his family is also a thing. I think that's something that the University of Georgia uniquely has, Jed and Trent, because those families, at least five of them, probably well, six if you count, you know, uh, 
Montgomery Van Gorder, who his dad was the DC at Georgia when he was little, there's really like six families there who are, you know, Georgia families through and through, not just the coaches because they went to school there, but you know, their wives and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just think that's kind of a unique element that maybe you don't get elsewhere when you go on those visits. Yeah. And you hear from recruits, like, you know, the, like you said, speaking with Taz Williams this weekend, he was like, yeah, coach McClendon, he was telling me that he loves uh, coaching at his alma mater. And I mean, even last summer uh, you talked to guys like, um, you know, an offensive lineman who would say, yeah, Matt Luke's kids were recruiting me uh, at the cookout and Cam Pringle is obviously committed to South Carolina now, but he, he had met uh, Stacy Searles, his wife a couple times when he'd been in Athens. Like, like you said, it's a whole family uh, recruiting process involved in these things. And it, and it is unique. And when it's, when it's coaches, wives and kids involved. And like you said, when there's the added dimension of the whole families being Georgia families, it's, it's something unique. I mean, we, it's, everyone kind of, you can make cracks about, you know, Kirby just bringing in all his buddies and, you know, old boys club, whatever. But there's also something to the fact that these are coaches on this staff uh, who genuinely love Georgia. And I think a lot of guys are a lot of recruits, I should say, really, really see that when they're on these visits. Trent? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to add to that. But I mean, just it's just recruits are looking somewhere to, to comfortable uh you know especially parents uh even parents and recruits they're looking for somewhere that they know they can send where it's going to be a family where it's going to be where where they know they're going to be taken care of especially when you're coming across the country and when you have that kind of family atmosphere when you have them um staff members and wives and kids recruiting you and you know that that not just the coaches but the wives and 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 the whole family is going to take care of your child when when they're when they get to campus it's just a big deal and um and yeah i mean a lot of people questions bobo coming in um uh, it, you know I, I but uh, but also think it it, it also uh it, is intriguing just to the fact that it is the family it, it is the guys that have been at georgia they know uh they know what georgia's all about they know the expectations um they know um you know what the the disciplinary and, and what, what, what you're expected to do. And, 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 you know, you're going to get taken care of. And I think that's, that's a big deal for, for parents and, and recruits. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I think, you know, in terms of this recruitment, like you said, Trent, they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to have everything planned out. They're going to go about this in a smart manner. I think they, they did feel a little bit and Dylan himself felt a little bit that he, maybe rushed to pulling the trigger on the Ohio state commitment. Um, and they didn't want to make that mistake twice. So, uh, I'm not here to say that there's a, a lock one way or another to one school or another, or anybody's out of it or all that kind of stuff. I know he's going to take another visit to, uh, Nebraska is planning this week. And then from there, we'll see, we'll see what in, what other visits he ends up taking. If, if, you know, if any other visits or, or what happens, but the main thing about this is, I just think people ought to know that we call this show rumors versus facts. So separate fact from fiction here that there has never been a point since he decommitted from Ohio state where Georgia has fallen out of favor or become a distant second or third in this. They've always been, uh, you know, one a or one B in this right there together. And I think they'll remain that, all the way until this is finished. I think USC is very much in this uh, right now as well. But I think Georgia made a made a strong case, as you heard, you know, Dylan talk talk through right there. So 
guys, we, we appreciate everybody being in here. we got a ton of people in here. Do us a favor. If you love the content that we put out week in and week out, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Subscribe if you hadn't already. We're, we're approaching that 36,000 subscriber mark. We really, really appreciate all you guys making the channel uh, what it is. So, and that's just because of you guys. So like subscribe, turn on notifications when we go live like this. So, so you'll be notified all the good stuff. And Hey, as you know, as you saw tonight, you never know who's going to pop up on UGA sports rumors versus facts. So, uh, it is, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to cover the rest of the summer here. We've got, it wasn't just Dylan Raola in town. It was a lot of people, but like I said, with a lot of people, you know, kind of, out there reporting different things. He's going to cancel the visit to Georgia. Georgia's really not in consideration anymore. There's only, you know, there's only one soundbite that I found that I felt was appropriate to play for this moment. I so. just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. I just want to say from the bottom so of my go. heart. <laughs> so there you go. I, I mean, I just think uh, we, we've remained in here saying that Georgia's right there in it. He's going to continue to be in it. And uh, that's kind of where we'll, we'll leave that one. Cause I know we're going to have more questions on it here. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the, the vault questions before we do, do want to mention that you can see in the description uh, presented by auto owners insurance in cooperation with Turner Woodensmith insurance, Turner Woodensmith, great customer service, auto owners and Turner Woodensmith both been around for over a hundred years. So whether you need, uh, life, home, car, business insurance, whatever your needs may be, they'll take care of you and do it in a way where you have that small town feel, but they, uh, Turner Wooden Smith helps people get the best policies for your needs all across the state, the region, the country, in fact, but they are located, headquartered in Gainesville, Georgia. In fact, right right by Trent's office over there where Trent works. So you can, you can go see Turner Wooden Smith and you can wheel in and go, you know, go uh, take Trent out for lunch or something. He'll, he'll, he'll talk recruiting with you because <laughs> he's right there beside him. So uh, we, we thank those guys, but let's go ahead without further ado and get into the vault questions here. Jed, we got one uh, old pine tree. We were worried about pine tree for a little while. I think he missed a few shows, but now he's back with us. So uh, pine tree's got a question. Yeah, any offensive linemen that you would be surprised are not in Georgia's final 2024 class. So I think that's kind of a roundabout way of asking, um, you know, which offensive lineman we're uh, we're feeling pretty good about uh, with Georgia right now. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, he's he's saying which one would you surprise if they don't end up in the class? Um, I mean, who who are you guys think that Georgia's the farthest along with? I, you know. Trent, I know you talked to a couple of uh, offensive linemen this past week. Uh, what was your thoughts on the Lewis and Lewis? It's like the law firm of Lewis and Lewis uh, visiting this week. Yeah, I think uh, Jimothy Lewis is is you know very serious about Georgia. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly where he stands among uh, Georgia's board because you I mean you got to think guys like Jordan Seaton and and those type guys are, are you know Plan A guys. And uh, so I'm not sure where Jimothy, but they did get him on campus quick, uh, falling, dropping his top 10. Uh, he did tell me that um, Georgia is one of the schools likely to get an official visit. Um, you know, he, he had four schools that he was likely to take an official visit and, uh, and, and one that he wasn't sure of yet. Um, so uh, that's, you know, we'll see moving because, uh, you know, when, when, he, when he schedules an official visit, I'm sure it's going to be this summer. It might even be uh, around that June 2nd date. And, uh, and and we'll see uh, where that falls, uh, you know, as far as his 
the pecking order uh, of the, the the guys on the board. Um, the other ones, uh, you know, I, I don't even really know how to pronounce his name. Taco, I call him Taco, but uh, Taco, yeah. Uh, but but he but he is an up and coming guy. I mean, he he's been at two camps, uh, Under Armour and uh, in Texas here recently, where he just kind of stood out. Um, I got notified uh, about him following that camp. Um, you know, he and, and he and he's kind of. Uh, burst on the scene. Uh, Georgia got him on campus uh, quickly. Uh, he, he actually came with Jimmy T. Lewis, with them both being from Mississippi. Um, the the staff that was the first time meeting him is actually first time uh, you know talking to him. Uh, and and the staff wants him to come back this summer and work out at camp. Um, so um, we'll, we'll see following that uh, that workout because the staff has not had an opportunity to see him live. Um, but but. You know, after that, I mean, you, you got guys like Daniel Calhoun, uh, Seton, um, Westfall. Uh, you, you, get, you got all these guys that, that, that George's after. I, I'm not sure who I'd be surprised if he's not in the class. Um, I think it's a little little early. But, uh, I mean, what, what, what are you guys thinking? Jed, you're the national recruiter. Let's see. Right, yeah, I'm responsible for ranking all these guys. Um, I mean, I don't think, like you said, Trent, I don't think there's one lineman that's like, like if you'd have asked me this time last week, it's you know easy to say now, but I was like, yeah, I might be surprised if if Demelo Jones doesn't end up in Georgia's class, and obviously he committed this week. Um, I mean, I think Malachi Tolliver and Blaine, you talk yeah. with him too. He's a guy that seems very high on on George. I know uh, Auburn is in on him as well, um, but that's a guy who's who um, has visited Athens, I think, twice over the past uh, couple months, and is going to take an official that second visit, second weekend in June. Um, so that's a guy. Um, but even him, I mean, his recruitment, I wouldn't say is, I wouldn't say he's like a lock. So, no, but I, think I do that, think he's got a really good relationship with Stacey Searles right. and it's kind of, kind of went, you know, it escalated pretty quickly. So that would be right. one that I would put it kind of up there pretty high. And I, I think if we were coming at this from the player side, it would be, you know, we could come off with a bunch of names that we said, hey, I would be surprised if they're not in the class. But I think it all ultimately, uh, I don't think that necessary, I don't think they got their board set. Uh, like this is guy number one, this guy number two, um, just yet. I think they're still evaluating that pos- those positions. Uh, you know, of course, Daniel Calhoun and those guys will have a spot if they wanted it. But as far as the you know the next tier of guys, I think they're still evaluating going on, and um, and we'll see where that you know falls after uh, the summer. All right, so hottest take on Georgia's quarterback room going into 2026. So we're just getting the time machine. Let's fast forward and say, what, 2026? Is it a hot take to say that there there could be three, legitimately, there could be three guys in that room that either finished as or were at one point rivals five-star quarterbacks? No. I mean, I don't think so at all because, I mean, we just spoke with Dylan Raiola. Um, Stetson would be thirty to... then, right? <laughs> Stetson will be Stetson will be OC by then. I mean, uh, you, know, you talk about Gunner could Gunner could still be around then. Yeah, Gunner could still be around then because he's only I mean, he's only fresh. Ahead, I mean, there's Raiola, there's uh, Ryan Montgomery, Blaine, who Georgia's got a shot with. There's obviously Juju Lewis, um, yeah. who I. Don't figure there's any way he's not a five star. So, I mean, I guess uh, the hot take would be Juju, true freshman Juju Lewis coming in to battle junior Dylan Raul. Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be uh, an interesting battle. Plus, you know, I mean, if it works out the way that Georgia would probably think it would work out, you'd have 
a probably a Beck playing this year. Who knows? Would Gunnar Stockton maybe or Vandergriff, one of those two, be the 2024 guy? And then if it was Gunner, would Gunner, you know, I mean, it's all kinds of crazy. Would Gunner, then Gunner and, and Raul? I mean, it's it's nuts, you know, how, how that would all play out. But there's there's a lot a lot of stuff uh, coming before then. But great, great question, uh, Big Fatty 94. But it's just hard to hard to answer on that one. But I think that's the hottest take is that you could see up to three guys who were finished as or were at one point rated rivals five-star quarterbacks going into that that quarterback room in 2026. That'd be that'd be crazy. All right, Jed, Medical Dog's got one for us. Yeah, of the visitors this past weekend, who do you think is most and least likely uh, to end up at Georgia? I mean, I, I just – Listen, I'm just going to remain uh, consistent in the fact that I'm not I'm not guaranteeing that somebody like uh, you know like Dylan is going to end up at, at Georgia, but I just think Georgia's checked all the boxes so far, and I think they remain you know one A one B in this one. So I think that's a that's a really really good chance in terms of guys that were there this week. Um, I think. I think Georgia really impressed uh, Christian Christian Clark a lot this, this week, a running back out of Arizona that they that they really like, and um, you know I think that another guy Trent that's on their board, uh, Jarek Gibson. Georgia's going to have a chance to to kind of impress him, I think, in June, early June. But I think that, that that would be ground to gain up there. So I think Christian Clark could be a real possibility in this this class there. Yeah, I think I think Justin Green as well is a guy to watch from that uh, from that visit this weekend. Um, as far as uh, the guy that's least likely, I, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I, they I, got I a shot with all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, you're getting you're getting these top rated guys on campus in in March of uh, of 23. Um, some of these guys are 24, some of them 25, some are 26. Uh, it, you can't. You can't really uh, label least likely on 25 and 26 kids. So, I mean, out of the 24, uh, I think Georgia has a legit chance. Maybe, uh, maybe an Alvin Henderson. Um, you know, yeah. just 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 thinking off the top of my head. But uh, Georgia's got a legit chance for most of these guys. I was gonna say, I'm I mean, curious to see what yeah. would shake out with Caleb Odom because obviously he visited, got an offer, got an offer seemed like pretty early in the in the day on Saturday, and he's a guy who's like, he's a little bit of a tweener, like probably. You know, right now is a big-bodied receiver, not going to be on campus for a year, I guess. But, um, you know, Georgia offered him, but is it like you're now at the top of the board offer? Is it an offer, and then you turn up the heat? Like, I'm interested to see how that um, continues to develop because Georgia's obviously already got Landon Thomas. There's, um, you know, Amir Jackson they've offered, Colton Heinrich, who was on campus last week, uh, the, the Red All kids. So I'm interested to see what happens with Caleb Bodum, but obviously that seems like a, a fairly significant offer being – uh, you know the in-state power and, and you know all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think I think coming into the week, you would have probably said Ryan Wingo, you know, because Georgia didn't make his top groups and all that kind of stuff. And now coming out of it, Georgia's going to get an official visit that star-studded weekend, June second through fourth, where you know Raul is going to be there, Wingo is going to be there, uh, you know Peyton Woodyard is going to be there. They're going to have. Just so many guys in that class. Jeremiah Smith. The wide receiver up, talent's gonna be crazy in Athens. Yeah, Jeremiah week. Smith could end up coming coming that weekend. Jared Gibson is supposed to be there that weekend. I mean, it is going to be a who's who among 2024 recruiting. And uh that, you know, I think this is the fact that they Georgia 
through this visit went from not in the top group to getting an official visit, you know, that would be how it had to answer that one the least likely. But I think they've kind of erased that least likely. So now, you know, Georgia's got got a chance with all those guys. And, you know, and anon- I left this quote anonymous because I'm not going to, you know, share with who it came from. I was talking to someone that was involved with visits and stuff this weekend. And the, the quote of the weekend was, it's Georgia. You don't get recruited. You get invited. And, and that's how it's kind of, that's how it's kind of changed there to that point. Uh, so interesting take there from somebody involved with, the, with the visits. Um, you, know, you know what I, I think that, that keeps on being interesting is the fact that these five, these five star wide receivers are these highly touted wide receivers, you know, are coming to campus with Georgia not in their top five and all of a sudden they're getting official visits. Um, it, you know, it, it makes you think, you know, with, with Dylan Raul and Link to some of these guys and, and you know, now Georgia getting official visits, it just shows how serious, uh, in, in my opinion, is uh, how Raul is the seriousness of him uh, with Georgia. Um, you know, not saying that Georgia uh, has a leg up on the other, other schools, but it just shows how serious that family is about Georgia because now, uh, you know, these five-star wide receivers are starting to kind of flock to official visits to Georgia and, uh, you know, there's, there's a reason why that's happening. Yeah, Jed, I just think it's important that we kind of lay out what our position has been here this entire time on that Ryler recruitment just one more time and say, we have said from the beginning when he decommitted from Ohio State, like, Georgia's the team to watch here. Not saying that he's 100% guaranteed going to end up at Georgia, but that any, any you know, rumblings out there that, that Georgia's falling out of favor, that somebody's taking over after, you know, this visit or this visit or something like that. I just think that it's, it's much more of a level-headed process for the Raiolas than I think a lot of people are out there giving them credit for. Well, and it's, and it's, it's an easy narrative to say, Oh, he's going to go to Nebraska because the family connections and whatever. And, and Nebraska's in this, like make no mistake, Nebraska's in it. He's going there this weekend. Um, as, as he said on here a little while ago, but, um, and then USC, same thing, but I mean, Georgia is, like you said, it's a team that, yeah, I, I think we've talked about how he doesn't want to rush things and whatever. And these schools are all ones that kind of factored in before. Like he's not building relationships uh, from scratch anywhere other than maybe Nebraska just with the new coaching staff coming in. But, um, yeah, Georgia's always been in this. They've they've never, like you said earlier, they've never fallen out of favor or fallen off the map or whatever. They've been in this thing. Um, and, you know, he's been on campus I guess once since he decommitted now, and it is probably coming back in the summer. So the Georgia's right in it again. We don't, we're not, you know, putting future casts in or whatever, but, but Georgia's got just as good a shot in this thing as anybody. Already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, boost ascend him, Jed. He says, my eyes tell me Darius Smith has enough talent to contribute and star for the dogs this season. Your thoughts on this spot. So this isn't recruiting related, but you know, I mean, he was a, a, Kind of a, kind of an under the radar prospect at, at certain points. He committed to Georgia really early, but I think people in the building at Georgia were a lot more excited than some of the media buzz around him. And I know Trent, you went and saw him play in high school. So both of y'all, you know, kind of, he, I mean, he played on special teams last year a lot for Georgia. Just give your thoughts on, you know, step two here for Darius Smith as he comes back for his second year in the program. Yeah, I haven't been on the Dara Smith hype train on this show in a while, so I'll um I'll get back on. But no, he's a guy. I mean, he's got all the like the the question said. He's got all the talent and physical gifts in the world. He needed to add some weight. Um, 
when he got to campus and it looks like he has. Um, I, I think, I mean, the, the opportunity is there for sure, just with all the, the, the reps that are going to be available at inside linebacker. And I think he could even be a guy. And we saw him repping with the safeties at a couple uh, road games last year, which, you know, he could end up as, as that big bodied star on early downs. Like he's such a versatile athletic dude that I think he's a guy that it's going to be hard to keep him off the field this year, just with reps open and his talent his second year. Um, and he's got to stay healthy too. You know, he had some, he had some, you know, battled some injuries last year. I think he might've uh, had a concussion at one point. Um, but the talent's there for sure. I mean, he, just like him, just like Damon Wilson, just like, um, you know, Gabe Harris opportunities there for all those guys. That's what's going on right now in spring is they're trying to earn it. So, uh, I I wouldn't be shocked to see him play a big role this fall at all. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it, you know, th- there's not a lot of Georgia outside linebackers the past couple of years that's, that's got kind of his length and his athleticism. I mean, you look at Nolan Smith, and he's he's athletic. You know, obviously, he's running a 4-3-9. Um, but but when, when you look at Nolan at, from a body type, he looks more like an inside linebacker. And, uh, it, you know, you, George has a lot of those guys, um, even like Mikael Sherman. Uh, that's the, the, not necessarily the the length that the Darius has got, and I, and I think just his length and athleticism. Um, that's what really showed up at a high school level. You know, I thought he was very raw uh, when I went and watched him play, um, but uh, that kind of that kind of uh, potential and athleticism it has a very high ceiling. And uh, w- once those guys get on campus, and now he's had a year to develop. I'm interested in seeing him, uh, you know, this spring into the summer and just seeing how much he's developed, um, you know, because I, I do think, like Jed said, I, I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, with his attributes that, that would be tough to keep off the field um, because he has the ability to stop the run. He can, he can slide out and play um, kind of like that Leonard Floyd uh, did for, for Georgia. And then he can also, um, you know, obviously pa- uh, rush the passer. And just the length of, of him, you know, with him rushing the passer, make, gets hand in the quarterback's face, makes it hard to, to throw. So, um, yeah, I mean, I see him a guy that, that you know, he might not be – he might be a role player this year from like a you know, pass rushing standpoint uh, on a third down, but I think he's going to be too good to, to keep off the field. I mean, think about think about being a quarterback that's having to do a, a zone read and you see Darius Smith on the edge and you're looking at his right hand way over here and his left hand way over here and you're like, all right, do I give it or do I pull it? Like, because he's got the, the wingspan of a dang eagle over there. It's ridiculous. So. The, the guy was catching touchdown passes out at wide receiver uh, in high school. So, I mean, it just shows how ath- athletic he is. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Night Dog, Jed has one for us. Yeah, Riddell, Odom, or the field for a second tight end. And then if Georgia gets Christian Clark, are they done at running back? Or is one of uh, Jarrett Gibson, Cam Davis, or Chauncey Bowens a must? I mean, real quick on the running back deal, I think I think Georgia's going to get take one more running back. I don't see them taking three uh, here. That, that You know, hey, unless, unless it's the right – the, the, the absolute right one, and they just feel that strongly about it. But I think it'll be either Clark, Gibson, Davis, or or, or Bowens, one of those guys, um, probably with Clark and Bowens, I would say, being the, the the favorites to go there. And then, Jed, I mean, what do you feel on Riddell Odom or, or the field for tight end? Yeah, I mean, I think Caleb Odom is, is kind of – is it's just that guy to watch. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just going to be interesting to see how this recruitment shakes out because Georgia's gotten in later than a lot of, of some of these schools. I mean, we had a thread on the board last week asking why he hadn't been offered yet. So does that matter to him? 
I don't know. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see, but um, there, there's a lot of, I mean, like I said, Amir Jackson, Riddell, Colton Heinrich, it's all kind of, kind of like you were saying, Trent, earlier about offensive line. The board for that second tight end spot is still kind of in flux a little bit. I mean, I don't think they've figured out exactly who they want to prioritize number one yet. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, it's a cop-out answer, but I I mean, it, we'll have a better idea of that, I think, you know, in the next few weeks. Yeah, because yeah, uh, a lot of those evaluations go into – I mean, we, we saw a number of guys this past class who was what we thought and what we were hearing was top-of-the-board guys going into spring and summer. And whether it might be a, another guy overtaking that guy or that guy kind of falling off, not taking care of his body, not, you know, not uh, in the weight room or, or gaining 30 pounds or, you know, uh, those kind of, those kind of things. And you, and you see those guys fall off and, uh, and, and the board changes. So that, that's kind of where we stand with, you know, if they're still in an evaluating stage guys, guys could overtake other guys uh, this spring and, and Georgia staff will be out there to watch some spring practices. I'm sure. Darth Janus was upset that he wasn't the first one uh, to to get the question. He's been first one last couple of weeks, but hey, you know, can't 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 win them all. Even though Ricky Bobby does say, if you're not first, you're last. Darth Janus, so uh, work better next time. Try to get back in in number one. Um, why do you think UGA made the or who do you think UGA made the biggest jump with this weekend? Uh, that we have a fairly realistic chance, or Georgia has a fairly realistic chance of signing. Thanks. Go dogs is what Darth Janus says. So, guys that he made the biggest jump with. I mean, we talked about Ryan Wingo earlier going from not having Georgia in a top group to, you know, saying he's confirming uh, to us at UGA Sports that he's going to take an OV, um, you know, in the in the first month, first week of June. So, I think that's a that would be considered a big jump, Jed. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I think. Like you said, it's he Georgia's gone from. I mean, they don't. I mean, the thing is, it's not even that they just didn't make his top groups, they hadn't offered until not even two months ago. And yeah, in that time he, he's obviously gotten Athens and whatever. So, um, I would think that and listen, fairly realistic, like what I call Georgia the leader. No, um, you know, there's a lot of schools, a lot of other schools that have been in this a lot longer, but I and mean, if you're getting an OV, that kind of screams you're in the top five at least. So, um, and I think it has a lot to depend on. What happened with our guest? What happens with yeah. our guest from earlier? Uh, I yeah. think that would that would be a big, big factor in that. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you guys think about uh, Christopher Jones uh, and his his visit? Because I know that you know that was one that you know we'd kind of heard the name a little bit coming into it, but man, it seemed like Georgia knocked knocked it out of the park with that visit. Yeah, um, and he he's on the not the on the end all be all, but he's on the cheat sheet as a guy like you said, Blaine, that they're he's out there they're recruiting him and he hadn't been in Athens since I mean I want to say last summer I think so it'd been a minute but he came and he spent you know days with Glenn Schumann eating dinner with eating every meal with him um, watching film all that stuff and and listen I know there's a lot of you know hand wringing and whatever about Sammy Brown right now because George and Clemson are just it, it's a real neck and neck battle but I mean I think the Georgia staff would be thrilled to add Christopher Jones I mean he's a guy that you know, he said this in my story. Kirby Smart told him, look, when you're evaluating linebackers, you're either good at rushing the passer or you're good, um, you know, in the middle of the field in space. You're good at both. Um, so I think if Georgia's inside linebacker class ended up Christopher Jones and Demarcus Riddick, uh, I I think Glenn Schumann and company would sign up for that in a heartbeat. 
Trent, it doesn't take Georgia long to impress inside linebacker prospects when they come to town. No, and and I mean, Glenn Schumann has built quite the uh, the resume at Georgia. Um, not only you know moving up the ranks um, as a defense coordinator, but his uh, ability to put inside linebackers in the NFL. Um, you know, you, you see. You see recruitment, you see uh, development, and uh, you know you, you finish it off with guys going and and you know top couple rounds in the NFL. You saw it last year with uh, with with Tyndall and uh, Quay Walker and and Nicobe Dean, and um, you, you're probably going to see it again uh, in next year's draft with with those guys. So um, you know just the development and the and the you know the reputation he's built um, not only as a recruiter but as a developer um, is really showing up. We need to go some rapid fire on a couple of these. This one I think we can all answer in one word. Uh, what do you think about Griffin, uh, Elijah Griffin, the kid, the sophomore from Savannah? Stud. I'm, yeah, stud. Wow. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he's number one for a reason. Number one. Really good. He's very good, yeah. Really good. I, I put a, my tweet was, uh, Elijah Griffin does football well, like five-star yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's – Again, he you, you jump up to number one in the class. I mean, if you jump over a guy like David Sanders, it's it's not not uh, not done lightly. And he's it was a here. tough decision for Jed, but he decided he had to do it. You know, because Jed is solely responsible for the rankings. That decision alone, I think, took about a day. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Elijah Griffin's he's he's, he's a stud. He's all set. Uh, KSDJ, he says, uh, Blaine, we ever really your anonymous source for the quote of the weekend? Yeah, after signing day, I will. It was um, nature, nature boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rick Flair was there, and he, <laughs> he, that's what he said. Um, and then he said, who wins in a tag team match, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker versus Bret Hart and Macho Man? Listen, Bret Hart and Macho Man are studs, but Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker are two of the best in-ring workers of all time. And you put them together, that's that's not even fair. They like they got to have, like, it'd be big-time Vegas odds to win that matchup. All right, DC Dog 93, impact on recruiting with the hires of Clemson offensive coordinator Brandon Streeter and former Texas A&M offensive coordinator Daryl Dickey. Well, heck, just look at the time that, that Brandon Streeter was there as the recruiting coordinator. How many battles did Georgia, you know, lose to Clemson during that time and some, and some head-to-heads and things like that and some guys coming out of the state of Georgia. And then, of course, Daryl Dickey was there for the deal where, you know, Texas A&M was recruiting like crazy over the, the last year. So I'd say it's a pretty big impact there, Trent. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we kind of question, uh, I guess, cu- last couple weeks on the show, uh, you know, losing guys, how important these analysts were, losing guys like Buster, um, them being able to, to to get an office coordinator job from an analyst job, and then you know, you, you just see Kirby Smart go out and he's just, uh, you know, kind of restocking the clubhouse, and uh, and and he did it with two quality guys. I, I know, you know, Brandon Streeter was not. Uh, the answer as far as offense coordinator or whatever he was at uh, at Clemson, uh, but he is a, uh, a he's a he's a guy that, that can recruit. Um, he's a he's a guy that knows the quarterback position, and uh, he, he's going to be that uh, uh, you know helping hand with with, with Gummy and um, with Bobo, and then Dickey, of course, you know Texas A and M. He, he knows all the. Uh, the crazies over there. So um, he, he knows how to work the system. <laughs> as, Jimbo, as Jimbo said, as Jimbo said, and let me let me tell you how Saban got to be. Well, well Daryl Dickey knows how to knows how uh, how 
Jimbo put together that class too. So uh, <laughs> at the very least, he's got the dirt there. Um, GS Norman says, "Give us your thought on Roddy's tweet this afternoon about Raola. He uh, he was talking about a tweet. It was a retweet of Adam Gorney posting about Jeremiah Smith saying that Georgia's being the most aggressive after him. Listen, all Roddy I think is trying to say is the domino could fall that if if Dylan Raola decides that Georgia is the place for him, I think you can very realistically see Jeremiah Smith following because I think they they were two guys that were excited about." the prospect of playing each other. They kind of just barely missed each other. One was going in, one was going out of Ohio state, but they'd had a lot of, uh, you know, um, a lot of talks about that there. So yeah, I think that's what that was about. Uh, J J song seven or Jason G 17 says, what positions does Georgia sit well with, with prospects and what positions do they need to make up ground in the class of 2024? You know, guys, I, I mean, if we're talking about a position, I would say offensive line, just because uh, this yeah. is a class that uh, Georgia really needs to hit on uh, on the offensive line. Um, you know that they've gotten you know like Monroe Freeling, uh, a big name guy, but I think they need three quality guys that can contribute uh, in what what they think that contribute early, um, and not necessarily as a freshman, but just can you know the guys that that they feel like they can come in and compete um, from the start, and um, I think. Offensive line is a class that they really need to hit on. And Jed, you you, you know we you mentioned last last show. I think you know, but on both sides of the ball, kind of the outside skill, whether it's wide receiver or DB, Georgia's kind of all over it so far in this twenty twenty four class. Yeah, I mean DB, you've got Peyton Woodyard, number one safety, Jalen Hayward, who's like number three safety, I think, Ellis Robinson, top three corner, and then Demelo Jones is a guy. You know, I saw and noticed someone on the board. Um, you know, when, when DeMello Jones committed on Friday saying his tape looks a lot like Malachi Starks, and it's like, yeah, he's a freak athlete to play anywhere on the field, does play everywhere on the field for Swainsboro. So, I mean, that's already a, a pretty pretty swell um, DB class. And then you got like K.J. Bolden out there. Charles Lester um, is supposed to be coming on an official visit to Georgia um, out of Florida. So there's – I would say they're done at DB. And then, yeah, receiver, like you said, there's – I don't know how they're going to – I mean, there's so many guys out there that that they're involved with. I mean, obviously, they're not going to hit on all of them, but, like, there's Mike Matthews or Jeremiah Smith. Like, we've talked about all these guys on the show. We haven't mentioned Aaron Butler, who is a guy that I, I feel like Georgia leads for. Haven't yeah. mentioned Zion Reagans, who's a guy Georgia's has been on Georgia's radar for a long time. Um, Sakovi White. Sakovi White, yeah, it was committed. Already and committed. Him you know, and these guys, like, you know, Chance Robinson is is you know is going to be visiting Georgia soon. We had a, a national story today. I hadn't mentioned him yet. Like there's all kind of guys that that Georgia's in on at receiver. So if you just the percentages say you close on a couple of those guys to go with what you got, and it's 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 going to be a really 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 good receiver class. Yeah, we got it. we just had a, so many questions. I just don't think we're going to get to all of them here, but uh, we'll 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 try to address them on the on the board. Uh, but I, I wanted to hit with this one. F. McCrary Jr. says, will UGA go wire to wire with the number one class? And if so, uh, will they break the record set for Texas A&M for highest rated class of all time? Boy, if 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 they get Dylan Raola uh, and some of these wide receivers decide that that's, that's who they want to play with and come with them with the foundation that they already have set, Trent, it's, it's going to be – a astronomical number that they're able to put up. Yeah, and I think we've been saying since 
uh, before the 23 class, that the 24 class could be the best of Kirby's uh, career. I mean, we've been saying that for a while, and I, th- I still think that's true um, because just the, not only the overall in-state uh, guys that, that Georgia are in on or the Southeast guys, but it, it, Georgia has been building this relationship uh, with guys like Raola and uh, – uh, you know, for a long time, and and if Georgia can, you know, like like you said, if Georgia hits on Raul, and, and which likely would bring one or two five stars with him, you're looking at a class that could could have uh, six or seven, eight five stars in it. Um, so think about think about okay. So if Georgia were to land, if if Dylan Raul decides, you know, if he comes in in June and he feels like okay, this is this is definitely the place uh, that I want to be. And Ryan Wingo is on that official visit with him. The kind of you know just rush of momentum that could that could occur there, and like we said, Jeremiah Smith. I mean, if you have the number one quarterback in the country and two five-star wide receivers, I mean that's stuff like that Ohio State and Alabama have pulled over the last few years in terms of the 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 skill position they're recruiting. And Georgia has already won two back-to-back national championships without really having that you know, extremely, I guess, talent floor to work with at those positions going forward. Jed, I mean, that could uh that could that could spell trouble for the future of college football a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean like, you know, no it was it was kind of taken out of context a little bit, but Nolan Smith said the whole, you know, less is more thing it, which which he was talking about, you know, schematically run box, but think about it, like Georgia just won a national championship with Stetson Bennett, obviously, walk on. Lad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell was an under-recruited guy, or not under-recruited, but a, a lower-ranked guy. Um, Brock Bowers wasn't number one tight end out of high school. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine what this could look like if they start getting, like, I mean, with Raiola and Smith, there's a very realistic chance Georgia gets the number one and number two prospects in this class, at least as it stands right now. I mean, that alone is is just about locks you up for the number one class. I feel like so. Um, Absolutely. There, there's a lot left out there for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at now, and there's 17 current five stars at Rivals, and 12 of them are are serious Georgia targets. I mean, if you if you land on half them, and you end up with 32 five stars or somewhere around there, and you're looking at uh, in that next tier is like Jordan Seaton and Sammy Brown and Nye Carr, and mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at a class that could legit, you know, hit at seven, eight five stars in it, and um, wow. And, so I mean, it, it, it this is a, a, and I think a lot depends on uh, if it hits that number. Uh, I think a lot depends on Raul's decision because I think that could ultimately bring in, uh, you know, like we said, one or two wide receivers, maybe even some offense linemen or uh, guys like that. But uh, but yeah, I think that is the ultimate. Uh, I think, but I still think you're going to see a big number of five stars with or without Raul because I think Georgia is sitting well for a, a ton of guys in that in that five star tier. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, real quick, uh, guys coming into town this week that we've already, you know, got confirmed. I know uh, uh, Gerard and Jacob Smith. I think at Jacob Smith actually put out a tweet just uh, while we were live here, saying that they've arrived. Those are brothers from uh, a pair of edge edge defenders from Connecticut uh, that that Deribe has been been recruiting for a while. So they're in town. Jed, uh, who, who else is some guys that have confirmed coming into town this week? Yeah, we got defensive tackle Marcus Downs, who who Georgia offered earlier this year, a guy who is kind of a, a fast rising guy, but Georgia was his first power five offer. 
a couple months ago, which is is definitely going to mean something. Um, Chris Cole, a twenty twenty four Edge, who uh, doesn't appear to have a Georgia offer, but I mean could get one tomorrow. Um, and then this weekend, you've got Ellis Robinson to be in town. Uh, Natarion Tuggle, a guy who Georgia offers. <laughs> speaking of receivers, we hadn't talked about Tuggle's a guy yeah. who's super high on Georgia. Got offered, um, has already you said to do an official visit. So, I mean, there's, there's so many guys you can't even keep up with them all. I mean, Aiden Lynch is a guy who, um, talking about offensive lineman, Georgia offered fairly recently, um, and he'll be making his first visit on March 25th. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be more guys keep popping up. And, and you know, looking ahead to next weekend is when scrimmages start uh, in spring practice, so there will be more guys coming in too. But uh, it's, it's, it's in full swing right now for sure. And when having when having Raul on as a guest here, we didn't even get to certain things like, like Julian Lewis was in town this weekend. We didn't talk in depth about that. He got to meet with Mike Bobo kind of in depth for the first real time because Munkin was kind of the main guy there. He had been talking to him and Buster, and now he's kind of transitioned over to to Bobo and Van Gorder, kind of talking to them and meeting with them is is what he told uh, UGA Sports. So. Uh, that was a big visit for him. Bobo looked him dead in the eye and told him, "You're the guy that we want in the class of 2026." So that's, you know, that's uh, that that's that's as direct as it gets. Like we said, Christian Clark was in town at running back. Uh, his his dad played for Jim Donnan at, at Marshall, and a lot of family ties. They still live here. We've got all uh, a lot of his family still lives here. We've got all of these stories on our UGA uh, recruiting reaction hub that will be, you know updating with even more stuff as it comes forward but you know the alvin henderson story jamichael jones those are guys that are both running backs out of the state of alabama that visited this past week got a good relationship with del mcgee um taz williams jr jed had a piece on him trent wrote on jimothy lewis like we said he's got another uh you know he, he talked to taco lewis that that he'll have something on it at some point i'm sure and then uh you know we jed had a story on elijah griffin Christopher Jones, who we talked about, so many guys uh, that, that visited, and we're going to have more coming out. So make sure that's why you need to be tuned into the vault, okay, and subscribed to ugasports.com because we'll have a war room and all that kind of stuff coming out tomorrow with insights off of this episode. So appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we've we've kind of – man, we've kind of uh, – kind of hit our limit here tonight we've talked all the recruit we can so we appreciate everybody uh tuning in hit that like button hit the subscribe button turn on notifications if you want to throw us a super chat we appreciate that too that's all that's always awesome as well but for jed may and trent smallwood i'm blank gilmer make sure you rewind to the beginning and catch that interview with dylan raola if you did not uh at the beginning of the show and we'll catch you next time on uga sports rumors versus facts